This is Relationship Talks with Rick and Naaman. I'm Rick. And I am the DJ Blue. And he's Naaman. The DJ Blue. Just the DJ Blue, not even I am. I am still, however, the DJ Blue. The topic for this episode is emotional intelligence. Okay. So, emotional. So, are we going to have somebody else on here? Because <laughs> <Yeah, that's funny. laughs> you just both of us at the same time. That's funny. No, nah, just you. Nah. Just you at that moment. <laughs> it was just you at that moment. So, like, according to Wikipedia, emotional intelligence is defined as the ability to perceive, use, understand, manage, and handle emotions. I would say I'm emotionally intelligent. <laughs> that was my next question. Naaman, do you feel like you are emotionally intelligent? Absolutely, Richard. I feel like I am emotionally intelligent. Even, and I'm going to tell you why. You sound like a robot the way you said it. but You sound like a robot the way you said it. How okay, about that? That's fine. I'm going to tell you why. I mean, you don't, 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 don't criticize me just because <laughs> I like the way I sound. First of all, <laughs> let's not talk about you off the air. Richard doesn't like the way he sounds, everyone. How about that? I just told on you. Anywho, um, yes, I'm emotionally sound. I don't make fun of people. I would say I hold back my punches when it's <laughs> <What>? necessary. <laughs> no, I don't know. I probably not emotionally sound based. On, I don't know. Based on, I don't know. It just depends. No, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, no, I'm not emotionally sound. Why do you feel like you're not emotionally? <laughs> why don't you feel like you're emotionally intelligent? Well, I was, I was starting to, I was starting to describe like all the things that I actually do. Like, you know, <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> no, I, okay. I, I, honestly, yeah, I would say, yes, I, I would say I'm emotionally intelligent. Um, I, I, I can pick up on, you know, different things. That's hard to say. It's hard. it's hard to say. I don't even know. I don't even know. Like I, I've never qualified my emotion with an intelligent, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I never, or with a, with a sense, if you will. I don't know. I think it's like emotionally intelligence is one of those new words that people use a lot. And I think it's been around for maybe like, I think it just became popular maybe three years ago, four years ago or so. But it just really means that you're in touch with the way that you feel and and you're you can understand the way that other people feel. And especially like in relationships, absolutely. You feel like you're emotionally intelligent. Absolutely. I could write the book on it. Oh, yeah. I would say so. I'm starting to write the book right now as we speak. (laughs) Just in your head. It's going to be called Emotionally Intelligent. I am the DJ Blue. (laughs) I think one (laughs) I think one of the reasons why I feel like I'm in touch with my emotions more than a lot of men, and I'll say men specifically, it's just because of the the way that my mom raised me. Like I was raised by both of my mm-hmm. parents, but my mom made did a good job of making sure that you were soft. No, it's not soft. See, that's that's, <laughs> that's you, the problem. She made sure say? that I was in touch and aware of my feelings and the feelings of people around me. My dad is also someone who he never he's never been afraid of showing his emotion and, and sharing how he felt. So, you know, I've seen my dad be emotional. I probably seen my dad be more. Uh, I probably seen my dad emotional more times than I have seen my mom. My dad was always like willing to, you know, like I've seen my dad cry. I've seen my, my mom cry. And I think it's important, especially as a man, to see a man be able to express himself. 
Yeah, I would say I, honestly, I, I'm probably just the opposite. My mom raised me. She 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 definitely put a lot of those <clears throat> soft qualities in me as well. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's what they are. They that's those are the. But the thing is, you you do need the other qualities to balance those out. Because hey, while I am soft like a teddy bear, I mean, I I, <laughs> I can do some damage. <laughs> that's just that's just it. But but um, I I would say you know I I never seen. Like as far as like emotion goes, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I never seen really like my dad do that. <laughs> like my dad, my dad really. But but for me, I, it makes sense because personally, I'm not really one to to put my emotion out there either. You know. But um, I, I think like him. Another thing is it would be you know I have seen a lots of ways or, or met lots of people and and experiencing those those people and their emotions. It, it does give you a. A bit of a learning experience, you know, just introducing yourself to others. I would say that being emotionally intelligent is really a lot, has a lot to do with identifying emotions and also just paying attention. Right. It's so many times that you see people poking a bear, you know, metaphorically speaking, and they don't even understand what they're doing is annoying the other person. Because yeah. they're not paying attention I mean, to the other person's emotions, or either either that, or they just don't care. That's why people get divorced. Yeah, yeah, that's very that's a very true thing. <laughs> that's exactly why people get divorced. It's always it's, it's somebody not paying attention to the situation, or 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 maybe hey, maybe they're paying attention and just not seeing what the other person's seeing. I think a lot of times, men, like, and I would say especially black men have a hard time being in touch with our feelings because. Society teaches men to be tough and to be strong and, you know, hide your emotions and not learn how to process them. And on the other hand, we teach women as a society to be in touch with your emotions. You can be soft. You can cry. You can do this. You can process. And uh, sometimes I can think of times where I didn't know how to process emotions. And a lot of times it ends up being just anger. I don't know how to I don't know what this emotion is. So what I'm did, just gonna be what angry. did you do? What did you do with that anger? I mean, you don't always do stuff with Why it. Why you but... stuttered when you said that? <laughs> I did not stutter. <laughs> Go ahead, tell us. I did not what do did it. You do like you don't always do anything with the anger, but the fact of the matter is, is that you you get angry and it's yeah. a lot to have to deal with. And I was like, I, it's, it reminds me of something that I was listening to when it was talking about colors. And they were saying mm-hmm. that the spectrum of colors that you can see, and they were talking about the color blue. And how blue wasn't in literature for a long time. Blue is amazing. It's an amazing color. I can definitely say that for sure. They were talking about your favorite color, blue. And they were saying how it wasn't found in literature for a long time, even in, in Greece, where a lot of things could be considered, would, would be considered blue, like the ocean right. and, and whatnot. And one of the things, the reasons why nothing, none of that literature had ever described the ocean or whatever as blue was because it had that word hadn't been invented yet. I wasn't born. <laughs> so <laughs> so long story short is what what the scientists or the anthropologists or whatever he was said is that until we for a lot of nah, I'm tripping up. For some some cultures, you know how we have words for colors like we have turquoise which is like a blue green. And so for if if it's a color in between, like for pink, what is going on, bro? <laughs> I'm sorry, you're such a nerd, Richard. Like I don't, I'm so sorry. Like I, 
I'm trying to control myself, but every time you start talking, the color, the color is like, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm trying. You so dirty. Man. I'm bringing this it around so the funny. corner now. <laughs> you can please, please, because I'm like, there's so much going on with these colors, and it's like science <laughs> immediately. So colors, <laughs> colors in the spectrum that are closely related. If we didn't give them a name, then we would. We would give them, we would say that they were a different color. So for instance, okay. orange. Orange, if we didn't have the <laughs> okay. word, if we didn't have the word orange, that the hypothesis was we would describe it more as a red because it's in a red family or a brown. Basically, what I'm saying is that if we don't have the knowledge of what emotions are, then we can't properly classify them in a place that they should be. I see that so, long colored. I see what you mean. If the colors aren't named, <laughs> yeah, you then can't we, classify them. And we'll classify it as long something that's not. Long story short. Long story short, if you can't classify the color because you don't have a name for it, you can't do it. So if you're frustrated, if you're sad, Mm -hmm. if you're anxious, but you don't know how to describe that, you might interpret those feelings as anger. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I personally know exactly what you mean because I've personally been experiencing mild anxiety lately. And I recognize it as anxiety. Yeah, and before you really knew... Like right now, when you start talking about those colors, (laughs) I got anxious. (laughs) And it took me back to a place where I was small. (laughs) I can think of times where we've had conversations where we've come to the awareness of, oh, this is what anxiety is. Oh, you know, 10 years ago, I was feeling anxiety, but I didn't know how to classify it. So I just thought I was angry or I just thought I was sad or depressed, but it was anxiety. Me, I just thought I was, um, what's the word? I don't know, a jerk. (laughs) I mean, that's still... (laughs) But then I realized it's other people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's other people that have the problems. It's other people. And it's not me. It's never you. And I think that's what I realized on my emotional, intelligent journey. I've learned that it's not me. That's the problem. It's everyone else. Wow. I feel good here. (laughs) Yeah, just blame everybody else on your problem. I feel like that's super (laughs) healthy. (laughs) Just blame everybody for your problems. Off of my chest. Yeah, yeah, just (laughs) never be toxic. Never take responsibility (laughs) for anything. I'm sure that is exactly that is the message. Which no, that's not it. I can go be refreshingly toxic (laughs) now. (laughs) So I, I recently have been watching this show, and it's called Ready to Love. And yeah. it's a dating Good show show. Where they put 10 single 10 single men 10 single women together And then eventually They try to get it down To three couples That are ready actually Ready to love, to love. <laughs> yeah. I hate the I hate the theme song But, but Yeah same Yeah it's But just, it's catchy eh, Yeah It's catchy I mean I'm saying Like it's annoying But it's catchy That's 100% the truth So I was late to the show So I've been watching it From like season one Season one and a half Because it's like Two same. seasons in the one I just started season two Yeah so I just uh, as Me as well and the the things that these men like I've watched I, I watch the men talk to the women and I see the women's body language change and the men do not mm-hmm. even realize that they are digging oh. a hole for themselves. It's like so I, I would say the first season mm-hmm. when they had the pastor on there. Yeah, Pastor Chris. <laughs> my thing is this, right? Exactly. My thing is this. Like in certain situations like that, look, you emotional intelligence is like viable, right? Mm-hmm. That's you need something like that, and I think. For him, I wouldn't have went around telling everybody I was a pastor. You probably would have held off on that. I would have let them get to know me 
as a person, not the pastor. Yeah, as a person, before you, you automatically because I mean, honestly, hey, that's a that's a great job, and it's it, but it's an intimidating place. It's an mm-hmm. intimidating position, and and most women aren't emotionally intelligent, or men even aren't emotionally intelligent to be with that person in that position. I think that it's a bunch of assumptions that come along with certain titles. Yeah. And I think the assumption uh, as a pastor, somebody trying to date a pastor is that, oh, like I can't do anything wrong and I can't swear and I can't drink. And and I think you make all of those assumptions. It's kind of like it's, it's a prejudice. It is a prejudice because you're assuming something about somebody before you actually get to know them personally. And yeah. it, it is it is it can be problematic. It can be problematic, but but so many times you see those people and they're not like reading the room, you know, read the room like. Yeah. And Look like, around, fool. And it's like, I know, like from us, like we, we will be sitting talking to people. It doesn't matter if you're talking to a man or a woman, if you're just having general conversation or romantic, you can tell how that a lot of times for most people, you can tell how they're taking the information that you're giving them. Yeah. And, I, and it's so many. It's like I looked at all these men like saying these things. And like instantly these women are getting turned off or getting turned away and they just keep digging their own hole and they're not paying attention. And I was like, wow, like they have a lack of emotional intelligence. And I have so many, I've had so many female friends tell me like, oh, you're emotionally intelligent. I'm like, isn't that a common thing to be in touch and pay attention to those things? But it isn't though. And I I say that, like I said, that's, that's you, like you were saying, like your mom, your mom put those things into you. But, but it has to be placed there you know that that clean slate has to be placed and then you have to also have the things to protect yourself you know so so while hey you know some things it's like it's like live with with your peace when your mom creates that peace and then whatever your dad puts in there if there's some some masculine stuff put some masculine mix it all together <laughs> if there's some but i'm saying stuff. you but I'm saying, hey, some people aren't raised by males. They're raised by so it's it's difficult for females to do it, but they do it all the time. But yeah, they can't provide a lot of the things that a man can provide. Just like a man can't provide a lot of the things that women provide. <laughs> Everybody has their lane and their strength. Exactly. So I think, like in those situations, on there. It's important for for those people, if you are searching for a relationship in in such a large place like that, is to you need to watch and you need to use the experience to spread your mind, (laughs) open your mind, keep your mind open. Because on those shows, one thing I I find interesting is those people, they will be locked up on the first episode, Mm -hmm. like locked up because of a look. Or, you know, like not even like you, you're not even digging deep. How can you dig deep on a first date with 30 other people? Right. So I don't know. It's scary. It's terrifying to me. I, I can see what you mean. And just paying attention can get you so, so far in the situation that, you know what I mean? Like you could be going down a, a road, but I, I pay attention when, especially like when you're dating, you really got to pay attention because you you want to kind of be able to read the other person. You want to see if that person's right. interested. And I can I can think of a time where I was trying to hook up a friend of mine with what with the girl that I was talking to, his her friend. 
And like I had them over there talking and the body language, like she slumped over and she was not interested. And then when I came over to talk to her, she perked up and her <laughs> and I was like, dude, like <laughs> because you had the dollar bills in your hand. <laughs> I didn't have no dollar bills in my hand. <laughs> but, you, because you you he wasn't he wasn't paying her. No, I was not what I pay her. What are you Wait, talking this about? This isn't that story. This what, isn't that story. It's no story like that. With that stripper? No stripper, sir. That stripper named Cinnamon Roll. Cinnamon Roll. <laughs> <laughs> First name Cinnamon, last name Roll. But the thing Sweet is, delicious. is that a lot of times when you approach somebody, I, I like when I when I was single, when I would approach someone. The thing that I paid attention to was the body language. When you have that first introduction and you have that conversation, you can tell if they're interested or not most times. And if you're getting yeah. that vibe, kind of like, leave me alone, like this is not going over well, then you just kind of like, all right, well, you have a nice day. <laughs> well, see, I think for me, for me, it was always nice because when I, when I went out on dates when I was single, <clears throat> when I was here, I'm, I'm kind of you know not single anymore <laughs> now i got a sweet thing oh let me get back to the story yeah, um, yeah. when i was doing it, it me personally it, it was basically to see who could put up with me the, the best <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what i mean because I, I i always had this like imagination and well not imagination but this theme in my mind where if you can deal with me then i'm good like yeah. i'm a lot i'm, you a lot. Are a I'm lot extra and i'm always gonna be extra a hundred percent and that's just that's just me but I'm kind sometimes. I mean, <laughs> aren't I? I'm kind. Mm-hmm. I would say there's been a few times where I've been kind. I'm, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can go with that. I helped you with that stripper that one time. It was no stripper because I tipped that stripper for you. You know, the one with the missing eye and the peg leg. <laughs> <laughs> She's just trying to make a dollar. Spreading false rumors and fabrications. <laughs> <laughs> She's just trying to make a dollar, though. So what thinking about relationships, how do you think a, a lack of emotional intelligence affects a relationship? Oh, I think I think it affects the relationship in a way that is extremely, I would say, depressing and negative mm-hmm. because it's 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 it just goes. It's a I guess there's a there's a there's a silver lining, not even a silver lining, but a, a, a 50 50 chance that it maybe they don't understand how to do it. Mm. You know, and I guess that would be the question. Do you understand how to to be emotionally sound? You know, or maybe they they've never experienced any type of relationships where, you know, that 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 was necessary. Maybe their last relationship didn't have anything to do with emotion. They just learned this. This is a new thing. Yeah. You know, so that's that's a hard thing to to say. So, it, but it affects the relationship in 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 the worst ways because if you're involved and the other person isn't and you don't know it. And you both you both aren't feeling the signals, mm-hmm. then it's it, that's a problem. The thing is, is that a lot of time I know a lot of the women that I've talked to, friends or otherwise, one of the things that they need is like that compassion. They need so yeah. they need their man to understand what they're going through, to relate to it, to be able to step in when when those signals are seen. But mm-hmm. if you don't even know how to read those signals in yourself. It is yeah. very hard to read them as someone else. Yeah, hundred and ten percent. You just basically just out there, <laughs> out there. I wonder if that lack of emotional intelligence has intelligence has anything to do with our tendency in this generation, especially to be selfish. 
Well, I mean, I don't know. How could you say? Well, you're saying that selfishness is a sign of a lack of emotional intelligence. I, I say it, it could be related in the fact that emotional intelligence, you have to actually pay attention and want to understand how someone else is feeling, how you're feeling. If you're selfish, all you do, all you all you're doing is caring about yourself. You're not caring about how other people feel. You're not doing that response because it's kind of like a scientific thing. You do something and then you kind of see how how other people react and then you make adjustments there. But if you are if you're selfish and you don't care how other people act, then you're never learning anything from that stimulus response. Yeah, I mean that's that's valid. I mean, but I, I don't know. It's I I guess a hard one for me just thinking about the 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 idea of 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 classifying emotional intelligence. Yeah. That's kind of difficult. It's just for me, it's like it's hard for me to classify it it to it, because I guess you could say, hey, you have an awareness. I guess that's a better word for me. I guess it's the same thing. Yeah, emotional it's, awareness, it's, it's emotional intelligence. You're, it's so, like, yeah, okay, you put it like that. It's like being in you touch said, with yourself or being in touch yeah, with yourself or being in touch with other facts. people. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I could see it that way. Emotional awareness. That sounds that sounds better. I guess it's the same thing. I don't know. Intelligence it kind of gives it its own thing. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, I, like I think AI. <laughs> I think we both can say that we've heard of like other people that don't know what to do because they even when it's so readily apparent that something is going on, you don't see it till so like the sky is crashing down, and, and yeah. like you know, you hear that the girls is like, I I was going through this, this, and this, and I told you this, this, and that, but you didn't even come and care until I started crying because a lot of times. Some some of us do not a lot understand. Of times you're just always crying. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you don't get the subtlety of it because you can't recognize it until you get that response that you understand. You can understand crying, but you might yeah, not understand the other little subtle things that led to the cry that got when it got that bad. <laughs> but like like I say, some of y'all are just always crying, so it's more or less just like, hey, I'm here. Stop talking about me, man. I have my times where I want to cry. Leave me alone. You sure do, man. You sure do. <laughs> like that peg leg stripper you, man. You should have did that lady. You just like going to carry this peg leg stripper She all the was way pregnant, Richard. She was. <laughs> now she's pregnant. Cinnamon roll, peg leg, eye patch. She was with child. <laughs> now she's pregnant. You shouldn't have never kicked that lady out. <laughs> this is like a, this is a elaborate, like you just keep building on to the story as, as we go. Hey, I tried to help her, but you know, whatever. I did what I could. Moving right along, I think that it's <laughs> it's so important to communicate because even in a good situation where you're reading each other and, and you understand when your partner is going through emotions. And I mean, I think as, as a man, sometimes we might be harder to read because a lot of us shield what we're feeling so often. I mean, even between me and you as friends, I can think of times where I could be going through and you'd be like, you all right, man? I'd be like, I'm good. No matter what it is, I'm good. No matter what you're going through, I'm good. But it takes right. some time for us to open up. And, and you but know, my emotional awareness <laughs> will say that's not it. That's not He's it. Not good. You're not good. He's upset. Exactly. <laughs> He's not happy. He's crying. There's so many times where we will we'll feel like our partner should understand us and understand our emotions and understand the way that we're feeling. And then we have to really remind ourselves is that they can't read our minds. Oh, man. So you just took the words right out of my mouth. And I was thinking that, too, like 
like thinking or expecting your your partner to like to know <laughs> to know what you think and that's that's absolutely insanity yeah but I, I think it's important for for us as human beings to to give our partners that leeway to say hey well I know you don't understand this so look I'm gonna explain it to you once <laughs> and let you know hey this is how I feel when this happens mm-hmm. and you know I just want you to know that so you are emotionally aware in the future yeah and then when they don't do it kick them out (laughs) like richard did that stripper (laughs) whatever i think it's important for you cinnamon roll i see you i think it's important for you to (laughs) have an um, uh, an awareness and to learn the person that you're with because you're not like when you first get together you're not going to know everything about that person you're not going to know how they handle certain situations and that's part of getting to know someone but when yeah. that stuff happens, it, it's kind of a pattern, you know, like if if that person, every time something like this happens, this is what they need to get out of it. And this is what they need from you as a partner. If you do that a couple of times and they tell you, like, this is what I need in these situations and then you don't do it, you know, then that could cause some 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 tension. Yeah. But it's like see, when, whenever I've been in a relationship and I see what happens with my partner, if it's if it's something that happens that. I know that, oh, when this happens, this is the kind of support that you need and the kind of support that you expect from your partner and you try to be there for them, then that is being intelligent to the person that you're with and learning that person. So I, I, I'm i with you, right? So there's another show, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen this one, but this one is called Love is Blind. Uh, I never right? watched it. Discovery need to start paying us, man. I'm telling you. But it's called <laughs> Love is Blind. Love, but look, I, thought, this is, I thought Love is Blind was on Netflix. Whatever. Discovery, <laughs> Netflix. The other one is on Netflix. Both whatever. Of Both of them need to pay us. That's fine. Netflix Either send or. us a check. That's fine. Either or. I'm looking for a check. But anywho, so this one in particular, I really like this one. But this one is based on, um, you know, they meet this person and then they marry them before they see them. So you engage them. My question is, how long, like, do you need to find out if somebody is emotional aware? Because these people, they get, I think they get four weeks Mm -hmm. and then they get married. So they engage behind closed doors. No, but they don't see each other unseen. They, They go to Mexico. They meet each other's families and then they get married. That's literally how the show goes. That's wow. And then... It is. It's so it gives me a lot of anxiety. Because <laughs> that would give you anxiety. The thing sure. is, because the thing is, it's like, you know, same thing. You don't know. Like you meet this person in Mexico. Mexico is beautiful, right? You're right. on a beach. Everything is nice. There's no stress. Then they get to the families. Everything kind of gets a little shaky. They have mm-hmm. arguments. And it gets to the point where you start to wonder. Like when they met these people, what what attracted it? Like mm-hmm. there's something you had to attract you to say, I want to marry this person, other than the fact that they say they're a good home cleaner, they cook and they clean. Like, you know what I mean? It's like and then when you get to that point and they're not there, you don't marry them. Yeah. You know, that's not it. You spent all this time attracted to what? You know what I mean? Not their emotion, not that feeling, because that's not there. It never was. I think those that show just like married at first sight. That's kind of difficult yeah. for me, like just because An- anxiety, Richard. Anxiety. So first of all, like as much as we want to say that love is blind, love is not just to 
get to talk to someone, you got to find them attractive in some kind of manner. And don't Love say you're not blind. It just has a, a bifocal. <laughs> so like even to <laughs> approach someone a lot, you, you're not like, oh, I was so attracted to the to the way that they think. Like you're not going to yeah. be close enough to know that a lot of times unless it's a public figure. So yeah, the first I mean, thing that's and you gonna, have people like me. I'm a smooth talker. I'll tell you anything to get in your <laughs> socks. <laughs> but the first thing that's gonna attract someone to someone else usually is is some kind of physical attraction. Yeah. Especially for men, because we're very visual creatures. And then two, like <laughs> what? You you can't speak for all men. It's it's a scientific fact that we're more visual. But that's when it comes but to you attraction. Can't speak for every man. I don't know if I'm more visual. I'm more spiritual. Anyway. So, Anyway, I am. I'm more spiritually connected to the love that I have for my woman. You're visual because you're a pig, Richard, and all you think of women is things and bodies and boobs and stuff. That's what you think about. I think about love and laying on blankets in the park. If this was after re- dark, if this was reverse date, <laughs> that would have been accurate <laughs> if we were speaking in reverse, but we're not in the dark. So with candy. <laughs> and Sade playing in the background. Yeah, I like Sade. <laughs> I do too, man. Sade <laughs> is beautiful. But you know, so you made me totally forget what I was talking about. And that was the point. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so even yeah, even in long distance relationships, right? You could find somebody yeah. physically attractive. You could talk over over cameras, but Meeting that person in real life, it is a certain kind of connection that you make from being close to someone, being in a proximity, like the pheromones and everything. So even just meeting somebody, <laughs> pheromones. The pheromones. Have I been you, too scientific for you? That? Yeah, pheromones. Did you just say that? The pheromones. So <clears throat> you you can witness these pheromones? No, it's a subconscious thing. So it's on the so, molecular oh, level. So the sub it's subconscious on a molecular level. Molecular, molecular, molecular. Okay, I'm just making sure. Okay, keep going. This guy's a jerk. I'm just trying to get my words together. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm writing down my big book of words. Richard says, (laughs) (laughs) "I got it. You got this." The big book of words that Richard said. (laughs) <laughs> the big book <boogle>, monocular. <laughs> <laughs> just just well just to even simplify more than that it's a chemistry that you have when you meet mm-hmm. someone in person and right. it, it is times where you could talk to somebody for a long time over the phone even see them in video and then when you get there face to face that chemistry just isn't <laughs> right yeah that's happened yes that's what i'm saying so that's like happened. to think about getting married without meeting someone or only getting married oh. after just talking to somebody <laughs> <laughs> it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. That's tough because you could oh, like somebody God. a lot, but not be physically attracted to them, and that's a man or a woman. And then they be like, "Well, this was nice, but I'm not attracted to I, you in that way." I always, I always think about like you know this Tinder date I went on, right? Oh, man. And, and it was like that, but it was go. just like that. Not even no, that's not even that one. But no, it was just like that. It was just like when I got there, it was just like, oh man, what did I do? <laughs> Like, you know, you get committed, you know, you get committed. And she didn't have any cookies available as well. So I was out. Liggity split. What kind of cookies are we talking about? Actual cookies. I wasn't playing any games. Oh. I was actually looking for cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was out. There was like, a, she, I no, went over like, her house and she ain't had no cookies. I went over her house. She didn't have any cookies. No, I didn't. I mean, and I don't like liars. You know, I'll put that out there. Period. No, nobody likes a liar. I don't do that. But I think that the way that 
I, I think that. They <laughs> 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 just, just, just say all that just, and then just, just go just, into the next. Just start over, right? Yeah. The next thing. That's hilarious. So I feel like the world has been shrinking in a way. It's so easy to meet people digitally. Oh, that's deep. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's so much easier. So growing up before like internet and even cell phones, you grew up in a, in a town and the dating pool was that town. Because chances yeah. are you're not leaving that town. Chance, but, oh, that's sad. But now, like, we got cell phones, we got internet, we got, like, video calls, we got Zoom. We got, we got cars. We got cars, we travel, we, we we can meet people online. I mean, like... We just, don't have to ride horse and buggy. To take it back take it back to another dating show that's on Discovery Plus, you, um, uh, The Single Life. I have another one, Breaking Amish. That's a cool dating one as well. We talked about that one before. But, like, you could meet somebody halfway across the world and then go meet them and actually have a relationship with them. That opens up a whole nother dating pool. Yeah, shout out to Big Ed. He's done that several times in field. <laughs> Do not shout out <laughs> shout Big out Ed. To Big Ed, he's problematic. Shout out to Big Ed. He's Big Ed's not problematic, man. Big, Big, Ed, Big Ed is misunderstood. Big Ed is problematic. He is misunderstood, bro. Big Ed, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm sure he listens on a regular basis. What if he does, man? What if he does? I like Big Ed, though. I'm going to be honest with you. I think he is a little bit problematic, but yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like he was looking for love in all of those situations. All the five times he did it. All the <laughs> all five he was times. looking for love. All five times he was looking for love. Each of them. Each of them, he was madly in love with those women. So, he gave his all <laughs> at the end of the day. I think the thing with to diverge a little bit for people who don't know who Big Ed is, he I was gonna say a character, but he's a person who's been on uh, several. <laughs> he's a character. Several seasons of a dating show, and a lot of his relationships end up crashing and burning. I think the problem with Big Ed is that Ed is more so looking for love than the person to be in love with. Yeah. And whenever True. you're looking for a love and not a person to be in love with, you're kind of opening opening yourself up for a disaster. Failure. Oh. <laughs> or failure. <laughs> but with, you know, with the world shrinking, I feel like. Oh, stop saying that, man. It's I don't shrinking, know. man. It's you're shrinking. making me uncomfortable every time you say that the <laughs> get, world is shrinking. I don't want anxiety from the world shrinking. I don't want to hear that the world is shrinking. No one wants to hear that, Richard. <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. Have something else better to say. The world. How about saying the world is getting smaller? How's that? That's the same thing. That? That's just a lot more but words. It isn't. But it isn't, though. It's different. The world is shrinking. Oh, my God. The world is getting smaller. Oh, okay. That makes sense. How is that better? It is. Just It is, Richard. Just go with it. With having access to more of the world from where you are, you do, you're no longer mm-hmm. limited With to a fifty. Smaller. You're no more. <laughs> 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 you're no longer limited to a fifty mile radius of getting to know someone. Mm-hmm. You have a lot more opportunity with the apps, whether you like them or love them or hate them. I hate them. I hated being on them when I was on them. But <sighs> the thing that's is, not what I heard. But the thing is, is, you have so many more opportunities to meet people. And you like that. I didn't, though. You say that. 
Let's tell the real story, Richard. That is the real story. What's the real what's let's the real tell, fabricated let's story? Tell, let's tell everyone about Penelope. You just making names up, Penelope Cruz? What are you talking making, about? Oh, I didn't even say her last name. You gonna put her name out there like that? No, it's talking about the actress name, man. That's not it. Okay, whatever, Richard. Just go ahead, He's man. Let's not tell you up. no dirty secrets about Cinnamon and Penelope. <clears throat> we just going <laughs> <laughs> But you know, you can reach road. so many different people and I think the times like going back to what? Like the the last episode where we we're talking about fair commitment. I think it's hard to commit some for some people when they have so many different options. And it will be like a period in time where even the best relationships, the most perfect relationships take time to grow and you're going to get your rocky periods. And it's things that once you hit a first bump, if you like, oh, well, I can just go over here because this seems better. You're not going to spend that time to build that relationship. I think rocky periods, they'll come more often if you don't communicate. That's true. And I think that rocky periods only come when you don't communicate. <laughs> <laughs> rocky, Boom. rocky situations can come when you you can communicate. I don't think so, though. I don't. I don't believe so because the thing is, if if it's a rocky situation, I mean, whatever that could be. Hey, if this is a conversation, then it doesn't have to be a rocky. It doesn't have to be as bad as it seems. You have a problem. Tell me you have a problem and then let me choose to feel a certain type of way about it. But if you're being honest with me and you're being open with me, then I can't really be upset at your honesty. I have to take that. I have to process it. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, it doesn't have to be a rocky situation. It could just be, Hey, you know, we had a conversation like, you know what I mean? Like it could be all, we, we always have deep conversations as opposed to we always have arguments. Yeah. But I mean, it it really goes to communication styles. Like it's some people who once they get triggered, once they get triggered, they're triggered. You know what I mean? And it could have been like, hey, this was a misunderstanding. I think you thought I was talking about yellow, but I was actually talking about red. Like, you know what I mean? And then Richard, the Richard's like, no, no, you shouldn't have done this. I asked for two scoops of la- I asked for two lattes, <laughs> not just one. You yelled at that lady. I mean, but ideally, you know. Poor you, Penelope. <laughs> you just go carry us through. <laughs> ideally you will want someone who would be able to communicate with you and communicate effectively without having to argue because i mean arguments are not are not healthy if you're not actually listening to one another you can have a conversation if you're arguing if you're arguing you shouldn't be together that's not true because i think that everybody tends to argue I don't, but no, this is the thing. I think there's a level. I think there's a level of talking. I think there's a level of discussing. I think there's even a level of having, like I said, a a, a really good conversation. But yeah. if you're arguing, that means that there's clearly somebody's points not being heard and you're both just sitting there trying to say, I'm right. That's arguing, no? Yeah, I is mean, that not arguing? I mean, I guess you when you put it that way, I get what you're saying. Uh, I feel like, like this that's, is, if you're trying to constantly trying to be disagreements, like disagreements that'll be fine. fine. Like, yeah, disagreements. I'd are rather fine. have a disagreement than an argument. But like, yeah, I'd rather yelling just be and like, cussing I disagree at with each you other. Being stupid. Yelling and cussing at each other is a whole yeah. different thing. And you shouldn't be together. That's basically <laughs> it. You should stop. I, I mean, I swear, I stand by that. If you yell and you cuss at each other, stay away from each other. You should not be together. I think period. you, like you and I, are similar in that we like to keep our peace. 
Yeah. And even when yeah. even when it's a disagreement, whether it's between a friend and especially if it's between your partner. Yeah. It's like, like that's yeah, conversation. Dip. Conversation is key. I remember Dudes, talking to dip. someone. Yeah, I was Ladies, I remember talking to someone dip. and the, whenever we got into it and we disagreed, it was like you just want to be right. You just want to win. Yeah, like and I was like if I just if I just want to win, it's no winning in a relationship. We're a partnership. If one of us win, that means we both lose. If somebody yeah, wins, like somebody I, has to lose, and and that's not what I'm looking for. My thing is, is I'll be quiet before I have to be right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm fine before I have to prove how right I am. I'll be quiet. I'm fine with that. Like and, I, I know if I know I'm right. And the thing about it is, <laughs> is that fine. I think we've said it before on this show, probably really, really early on. We are we 50 plus episodes in, but yeah. Once I stop discussing with you. Are arguing or having conversation? Are we we going back and forth? When I'm just like, okay, that's when I'm done. Yeah, because it's no I'm longer finito. worth my time to present my point of view. Right, and you done art. That's what I'm saying. You get to the point where it's like I'm not arguing. I'm you don't you you should not be with. I, and like I said, I say it again. You should not be with someone who you argue with. That is silly. That means that you're never, ever going to get your point across. And that could be anything. Maybe you're trying to get the point across that you actually love this person. It's never going to get across. (laughs) Period. You can't fix it if it started broken. (laughs) (laughs) You can't fix it if it started broken. You can't fix it if it started broken because that's where it started. You can't fix it because, hey, you can't fix something that don't need to be fixed. It was already broken. That's a bar. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> That's deep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank well. you for listening. To be a part of the conversation, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rick and Name It. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting app. You can follow our personal accounts at I am the DJ Blue. <laughs> I am the DJ Blue. You can find me at Dazzle. On everything. I am the DJ Blue. I'm you, done. Alright, you can find me at Dazzle and that's D-O-D-D-S-I-S-M. Until next time, boys and girl. Remember, there's always a next time. That was like nerd to the like fifth power. <laughs> For a minute, I didn't know. I didn't know if you were speaking English. <laughs> just, just the the colors, and then when the colors come around, and and they start naming these colors. Oh God, what's <laughs> happening here? Jeez, so much science. Relationship Talks with Rick and Naaman is a Crown Culture Media LLC production. It is produced by me, Richard Dodds, and our theme music is by the DJ Blue.